Hello, and welcome to Shakespeare, the roundtable discussion podcast where we talk about Shakespeare. My name is Chase, your mostly quiet producer. Today, we continue our discussion of Two Gentlemen of Verona. You can find us at our website, shakespearepod.com, and our network at ghostlightmedia.net. And now, on with the show. I've got Chris out in the other room putting together Easter eggs and hiding them. Mm. I'm just sad. Because usually we get it, we go over to the Half Hills for Easter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we're not doing any of that <laughs> this year, obviously. Nope. Well, and it's anticlimactic for the kids because usually they're in school and they're doing Easter projects and they know Easter's coming. Mm-hmm. And I have to keep reminding Jamie that it's coming. Yeah, there's a... I have to keep reminding myself that it's coming. Yeah. Yeah, with all this well, shit going on. Speaking of which, my pastor was supposed to email me to record a scripture reading for tomorrow at some point. Oh. <laughs> and I don't think she ever did. Well, let's talk about... Like, I think... Talk about last minute. Yeah, because she sent me this yesterday... To see if you'd be interested. Oh, for an upcoming Sunday. Okay. Not necessarily tomorrow. Oh, okay. That makes well, me feel a little good. bit better. That's good. Yeah. So never mind. Either way, it's all really weird. It's, I, as a good Lutheran, only go to maybe two <laughs> church services, mm-hmm. like Christmas and Easter. Sure. Right. And this is knocking out 50% of your church for yeah. the year. Yeah, totally is. Totally is. Knocking it out. I might have to go to, like, Pentecost. <laughs> No, we're probably not going to be open again by Pentecost. No, we're not, are we? That's the other one I like. I like Pentecost. Pentecost is like a month after Easter. I say, isn't it like four Sundays after really Easter? Yeah. Look, I'm a little shaky on my. Uh, oh, I don't know what I can't remember. What my religion timeline. No, because uh, Pentecost is. I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. Pentecost is after the resurrection of Jesus. It's. When the Holy Spirit descends on the disciples and gives them the gift of tongues so that they can go out through the world and be able to communicate the gospel. So it happens pretty soon after the resurrection of Jesus. It's Acts 2. I, I, yeah, and it's, Acts isn't is... like a month? I thought it was like a month. Yeah. Yeah. That, I think it's a month. Maybe I'll go back for... Like that. Trinity Sunday is always a good one, too. Like I said, I'm not I'm not up, uh, up on my uh, religiosity anymore. Uh and then, of course, there's always the celebration of Luther when we celebrate him nailing those 95 theses up. That's always a good Sunday, too. Maybe I'll go for that one. Eh, probably not. I'm a lazy Lutheran. Let's go ahead and get started with our analysis episode of Two Gentlemen of Verona. Did you already yeah. forget? <laughs> I this It's not a memorable title. I can't keep it in my head. No, episode, if they had... Episode 65. So what mm-hmm. would you name it other than two gentlemen from Verona? Two dimwits? Uh, <laughs> two dimwits. The dimwits. These assholes. <laughs> these, these, well, these no, assholes. Valentine's not an two asshole. He's, 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 not, not an, he's, he's, he's not an yeah, active a, asshole, but a, he does end up as the leader one? of a band of thieves. Uh, so, you know, they got to respect him for something. He's a dimwit. Yeah. Two dicks. They've frozen again. Oh, dicks. They're missing all of this great commentary oh. that we're giving. Oh, either Chase oh, is making fun faces or he's frozen again. Is he frozen for you? 
Uh, looks like they're frozen again. We're just like hit in the limo. So I guess we're gonna go ahead and keep recording. I'm Uh, I'm maybe I'm finished. (laughs) I don't. I don't know. I don't know if this is gonna finish. I don't think this is gonna happen today. Uh, finish off properly tonight. Luckily, uh, we got the important one done. When we get back on, you want to try one more time? It's true. It's Uh, that one's finished. So I guess we're gonna have some outtakes. Also, I say we give it uh, like go along with this one. Um, so maybe the, three gents. minutes, and then we coronavirus is fucking everything up, including our technology. At this point, we have been well, yeah, trying to I record mean, for ten internet. minutes yeah. and uh, have been able to record is, for like five. You know, everybody's yeah. trying to use it, even more so now than. Uh, but it's than eleven usual. o'clock at night. Shouldn't they all be asleep? <laughs> it's Saturday. If those oh, two yeah. want to just keep They're on all going, that's no. I want to talk about this one. I like it, which is kind of what we're doing. Oh! There it is. Yeah. They gotta unmute again. There hey, it is. if that happens uh, one more time, we're gonna call it for tonight. That's what we were talking about. Yeah. Uh, then it's, getting, I think I think our, our internet hit too. 11 o'clock and went, nah. It's probably nah. not gonna happen tonight. I think we all understand that. Everybody's everybody's yeah. having virtual was, drinking parties with their friends. And, stuff. and I was given I was given some great material, too, about calling it the dimwit and the piece of shit. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, because he dim- is real. Or you dim. can't spell Proteus without piece of shit. <laughs> that's good. That's good. I like it. If we do have to to try this again later, I'm keeping that one in the back pocket and pulling that joke out again. Mm-hmm. Do do it's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. Because Valentine, he's so pretty, but he's so dumb. <laughs> he's yes. so dumb, yeah. but he's not like he's not willfully a horrible person. Proteus is willfully a horrible person. He has several monologues about it. He's Jason from <laughs> uh, from The Good Place. Yes. Okay. I thought you were talking about like our friend Jason and I was like Chase, that's a really mean thing to say and I'm going to tell Christina. No. I mean, no. we can we can make the correlation, but it's not <laughs> it's not a nice one. That's not that's not a, that's not a nice thing to say. I'm not I'm not making it. No, he Jason Mendoza, right? That's yes, a, yeah, Jason from, Mendoza from the Good Place. Uh, from the Good Place. <laughs> Bortles. <Like> Bortles. <laughs> um, <laughs> go Jaguars. <laughs> yes. One time in Jacksonville. <laughs> oh man, the Good Place is so anyway good. great show. It's such it's a good show. Very good. I, I am so mad that Hulu only has like the last five episodes of season four up because Chase. We were working through it. We were working through it. I've seen the whole thing, but Chase hadn't. So we've gone through everything that's on Netflix. Oh. But there's no place that has the first half of season four posted. Yeah, you're just right going to have to wait. Yeah. Yep. I'll let you guys log into my Sling account. Okay. Mm. Cool. Yeah. I think it's, um, I think, I think the entire last season is saved on my DVR on there. Oh, oh nice. awesome! Yeah. Um. But yeah, so so Valentine's like Proteus has several monologues where he like lays out. I know this is a shitty thing to do, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Yeah, which makes him both better and worse than some people. Yeah, but it's so Aaron gives a really similar type of speech in Titus, where he's like, "I mm. am doing bad things." I know I'm doing bad things. These are the reasons I'm doing bad things. But I'm going to keep doing the bad things anyway. Can't stop, won't stop. Can't stop, and won't stop. And this gets us, actually connects us to the first pin, which is um, borrowed 
elements and parallels. It's all over the place. Because we talked a little bit at the end of last episode about how there are a lot of similarities between this play and other plays. There's a lot of points that you can tell he kind of took and used again. Yeah. So there's definitely a Twelfth Night parallel with Julia pretending to be a boy and being sent by her master to woo the woman he's in love with. So we see a lot of male... With pant rolls in Shakespeare. Yeah, he does it the pant frequently. Mm-hmm. But yeah. specifically mm-hmm. to woo the person you love for someone else. It's for the drama. Yeah. It's for the drama. It's yeah. Viola and Olivia. Oh, gosh, I love that play, and Ryan really hates it. I do. I know, it's and we're going to talk about it soon. Soon. Next. It's next. Is it next? It's not next. No, it's not next. Coriolanus is next. Oh, I thought 12 Henry's was next. Well, no, Coriolanus and There's not 12 night. Henrys. Henry Knight. <laughs> oh, no. Why? Henry Knights. Cat, yeah, how Henry did you Knights. get in here? When you weren't looking, we added four more Henry plays. 12th Henry? 12 Henrys. Henry the 12th. 12 Angry Henrys. Yeah, 12 Angry Henrys. So here's my cat. She wandered in. Good, it's not a Zoom meeting until we have a cat. You guys were both away, yes. and Beth was just holding up Finn and... <laughs> aiming it at me it's true it's not Uh, it it's a she uh we didn't know at the time we named it but uh (laughs) i don't care but yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of elements of this play that pop up in other plays yeah so like there's a lot of romeo and juliet in here being banished um Coming together with your love anyway the friar lawrence mantua the there's the location yeah tons of stuff um I love the idea that th- there's the the multiple suitors like you get in Merchant of Venice um with Portia There's there's a lot of of elements that are that are similar that are used in other shows. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Which again so leads me to go there's no way this is the first one. There's no way. Right, yeah. And and that's another pin is first play no way and we touched a lot on that at the end of the last episode. But I, this doesn't feel to me like a writer just starting out who hasn't figured out his stride yet. This feels like Shakespeare. It feels like he already knows what he's this doing. Is, this is too polished to be yeah. right yeah. at the beginning. Like, early? I can see early-ish, you know? like. But there's no just... way that this is, like, brand new right out the gate, first play. Yeah, this isn't his... This isn't his, like... Early three, even. Yeah. Because no, like, like, there are other plays we've read that still feel like someone trying to find their style. Right. And this doesn't feel no, this like is that. Full on, full, full fledged. Uh, full fledged Shakespeare. Yeah. This, is, this is Bard. Yeah. Like, it is as seamless in its writing as Winter's Tale, which we know to be in the middle. Yeah. So, th- yeah, there's no way. There's just no way. Whoever wrote that, Wikipedia, no. Uh, you're wrong wikipedia you still get to count it for the bingo card (laughs) but somebody said this is one of the first it's not someone said it's one of the first it's not it's not i don't believe that drunken Um, professional drunken shakespeare theologians say "Uh uh-uh nah yeah and we are the authority yeah exactly like i i mean i think we have spent more time certainly talking about Shakespeare than most people. Like, we are easily 
My gosling of good tickle brain could give us a run for our money. Yeah, By yes. the way, you guys saw I tagged you in yes. uh, the good tickle brain Corona edition. I liked that a How lot. Shakespeare's characters <laughs> are practicing social distancing and how social distancing could have solved just everything. Um, all of the problems. Duncan's not coming yes. because of the coronavirus. Well, did <laughs> well. There goes, yeah. that, there goes that plan. It's it was good. Maya Gosling, good tickle brain. Was my favorite. Shout hey, I had to disband my hundred nights due to the CDC rulings. Can I still stay here? Sure can. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Shelter in place. Shelter in place. Got to stay Shelter with uh, Donald. Yeah, but it was it was good. We've given her shout outs before, but yeah, for sure. Good tickle brain. Um, good tickle brain, and. This also kind of leads into one that I wrote first off, which is trope subversion. Because he does, he plays, he like sets up a lot of tropes and then he doesn't take them where you think he's going to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, With, uh, especially with like uh, the whole pants roll and everything like that, like Mm -hmm. you're not exactly sure where, what he's going to do with all of that or how it's all going to play out. We've got a lot of maids and pages, so a lot of servants. And typically mm-hmm. in these romances, which, yes, I know they don't get married and it's not three days, but we see that if there is a female-to-male correlation, they're going to partner up. And they don't, which is and nice. They don't. Um, the servants, at least in Speed's case... Is smarter than the master, which is not usually how that goes. I don't know. That one, I find very often that the servant is more intelligent or not as foolish in these comedies. Yeah. Yes. I would say sometimes we definitely get that where the, the servant is the smarter of the two. But um, but I think, I think my favorite trope subversion of the whole thing is just everything about Sylvia. Mm-hmm. That she's not. Sylvia is very much the smartest person in the room. She is so much smarter than Valentine. Well, and oh, she's yeah. smarter than yeah. her father. She's smarter than Proteus. But her father is another trope subversion. Because typically, the Duke or whoever the elder generation is is easy to dupe. And he is. He yeah, is and he is. Than the and he dupe. and he is he, not dupable. He does the duping. Yeah. With Valentine, but that's not really a, it's not a, a hard mark thing of your do. intelligence. <laughs> yeah. It's not hard. But he um, he comes up with a decent plan to figure it out on his own. Yeah, yeah. There's no on his own. servant. Because typically you'd have like the older Duke and then there's a servant. And we see what Antonio and Pantonio. Pantonio normally would be the one who comes up with the idea. And then Antonio would do it wrong, and so the kids would still get away with whatever hijinks they're trying to get into. Yep. But that's not what happens this time. Yeah, but Sylvia, she, yeah, she's locked in the tower, but she comes up with, we don't see this scene, but I firmly and fully believe she's the one who comes up with the plan for Valentine to execute about how to get her out of the tower. Yeah. And then when he fucks it up, she comes up with another plan, and that one's relying only on her, and it goes off like, perfectly. There's no part of me that thinks that Sylvia came up with a plan of hide a really big rope ladder in your big coat. <laughs> <laughs> um, or maybe she's like, get a rope ladder to me somehow, and then when she finds out, she's like, I didn't say hide it under a giant cloak and then tell my dad about yeah. it. 
That's not what like, I said. While you're trying to sneak in, yeah. tell my dad that, oh, it's not a giant cloak I have, or giant rope ladder I have under my cloak. Let me borrow your cloak. Uh, 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 you can't. Uh. You can't. You can't borrow my cloak. I've got this giant rope ladder under it. And so, but her plan, her second plan, the one that she's in charge of, works perfectly. It's not her fault. There are random outlaws in the woods that kidnap her. I love that all of the outlaws, like, in my mind, because Shakespeare always says pirates. These are just land yes. pirates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> land pirates. That's all they are. They're the pirates who don't do anything, including sail. We are the pirates. Oh, uh, maybe we should put anything. a VeggieTale reference. <laughs> yeah, you know, we want to cover a lot of ground. We do, we do. We do. There was a whole, there was a whole lot of church talk at the beginning of this, so. Well, it's true. Outside yeah, there of our go. normal wheelhouse. It's true, but it's High Holy Week, Well, but so. you got a, you got a pastor's kid in the mix, so. Yeah. Really, at any point. I'm so glad that High Holy Week involves the. <laughs> One of the biggest pagan holidays. It's so nice of the uh, Christians well, to do that. We specifically put things on pagan holidays so that we don't didn't get dead. It's it's called compromise. No, it's not, it's, it's not a no. compromise. It's, it's stealing. It's it, theft. <laughs> it's cultural appropriation. It's also it, like mm, we're gonna get thrown to the lions if we celebrate this. So no. So, so we're just gonna wrap it all up. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I love Sylvia. Uh, she is amazing at no point, even when she's kidnapped by damsels, even when she's quote unquote rescued by Proteus, at no point is she a damsel in distress. No. At no point is she not in control of the situation. So this ties into our, our permapen agency of women. Sylvia's there. Yeah, she's, she's there. She's, she's got, like top of the list. The women are all of the agency. And the women are right. And the Julia show. has a lot of agency too. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's the one who decides, I'm going to follow Proteus. I'm going to get this disguise. She tracks him down. She gets a job with him. Um, and then at the end, she reveals herself. Like, she's in... I don't agree with her still wanting to be with Proteus. No, but that's, that that's part of the lazy writing. The only thing she doesn't yeah. control is the revelation itself, but that's because she faints. So, yeah. Julia herself is a ridiculous character. She but is. she's ridiculous enough. But that doesn't mean she doesn't have agency. She, yeah, she has agency, but she's ridiculous. I would love to play her because she's kooky and weird. Um, yeah. She is unwilling to see the bad until it's staring her, her in the face. And even then, she just just the fact that she's like, oh, I cannot wear a cod piece. That's just too much. It's indecent. It's indecent. It's indecent. It's, I'm what worried about. I have a dick. People will think I'm a boy. That's the point. It's, yeah, that's Julia. That's, that's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's the that's, point. That's, that's your plan. Yeah. You said you were. You came up, up with this boy. idea. What that's a cod piece. It's not a real dick. I want a real. I'm going to dress up as a boy. I don't want anyone to think I'm actually a boy. I want to be a real boy. It's um, but uh, one of my students a few years ago did Julia's monologue towards the end, like with the portrait. Yeah. Oh. Um, and when she she delivered it for a class, but she'd put it together and worked on it like for something else, and was just bringing it in to workshop. And it, when she brought it in, I had absolutely no context for it at all. I didn't know this play a bit, and so she she 
performed it. And I was like, yeah, okay. And like now having read that in context, I look back on her yeah. performance of that and go, I don't think I agree with how you chose to portray this character. Because she kind of played it. Because she took it out of context, which you absolutely can do with monologues. Like, you don't have to stay true to the context of the show well, precisely. And that yeah. sometimes makes um, them more interesting. Yeah, it's, but she played it very like, well, I'm as pretty as she is. Like, kind of that attitude, oh, like which I don't think. Petulant. Yeah, like pouty and petulant. And I don't think that that's, that's not how I would direct it, personally. Um, Like, that scene with Julia, I wouldn't. I wouldn't play her that way. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of room to have like really strong character, female characters in the show. And even though it's called two gentlemen of Verona, like forget them. (laughs) Yeah. I I want the, I want the Sylvia and speed show. Like that's what I want. The men in this this show are set dressings for the ladies. I'll say more. Yes. Except for speed. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's Julia, (laughs) Sylvia and speed. Are really what you're coming for here with this with this play? Let's yeah, we'll rename this one Jules and Sylvie. <gasps> there you go. Yeah, I like that name better. Come for the ladies, stay for the speed. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's the tagline on the poster. That's actually the tagline for the movie uh, Go. <laughs> if you've ever seen, oh that okay. One. <laughs> stay for the speed. Stay for the speed. Um. But yeah, Agency of Women in this one is great. I mean, honestly, it's up there with As You Like It. It's up there with Much Ado. Yeah, there's a, there's a um, amount of agency in this play. And it's good. The it, women characters in this one are great. And they, they not only get to make their own choices and have agency, but they also get to be some of the better written characters in the Yeah, and, and they're the they're the driving force of... Like Sylvia's the one making things happen. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, she's in this the play, one if it was correcting. if it was left to the guys, she's correcting the things that happen. Well, yeah. But like, if this show was left in Valentine's hands, if uh, oh yeah, he'd like st- he'd still be moping at the base of the tower, or just living with his outlaw friends in the woods until they find Timon of Athens. Timon's throwing gold at him. <laughs> just. Chucking large, large rocks at him, <laughs> filled with gold. And I can just see like they decide to keep living in the the forest, and Sylvie. They're like, "There's this mean guy who throws gold at us, though. We don't know what to do about it." And Sylvie's like, "What does he want? Most potatoes. Why don't you go bring him some potatoes? Let's get the and money. Exchange the potatoes <laughs> for gold. Exchange goods and services." <laughs> For currency, every time he, that this every guy time can't he stop thro- finding. Every time he throws a chunk of gold at you, huck a potato at him. It's perfect. <laughs> Except for so then he'd stop digging eventually. He... That's a method for an economy. Yeah. I love that Timon of Athens did not change at all in the coronavirus. <laughs> he's still no. living no. alone in a cave. Still... He's like, nope, that's, that's still the same. Yep, he's already socially distant. All right. The only thing that changes is that when you come near him, instead of just yelling to get away, he yells, "You're not supposed to leave your house. There's a shelter in place order." Listen to Doctor. How Atkin. are you still finding me in a quarantine? Shelter in place, man. But yeah, so the next ones that I have are connected. We've got 
Ryan wanted to talk about Valentine's response to Proteus yeah, at, yeah, the end. The, at the end. Yeah. And then there's also the let's rewrite the ending okay. pin. Because I really liked this play until like the last two pages. And these are these are kind of tied together, so because uh Yeah, absolutely. Proteus comes out or it's uh Act five, scene four. Uh, one of the the critical issues is the uh, that Valentine seems to give Sylvia to Proteus as a sign of friendship, because like for the general the general consensus for a long time was that that was the way that it was intended to be uh, read or performed or or whatever. And I I like the more modern take on it, which was uh you know what's what's the exact line? Uh, then I am paid, and once again I do receive the honest. All that was mine in Sylvia. I give thee, which is what there was. You know why? What's interpreted as is all that was mine in Sylvia. I give thee, which is you know. A lot of people interpret as Sylvia. I give thee. They they just they cut out, and then the the newer, more modern interpretation. A lot of a lot of uh, people are saying is, I, you know, what is mine in Sylvia is you know the love I also give to thee. Right. That's what I. That's how I interpreted it. Yeah. There's a lot um, of people that would like literally took it to mean that hey valentine for some reason wins sylvia back like he, he comes back he shows up and then all of a sudden he's gonna give her to proteus which doesn't make honestly sense with it, sylvia's it doesn't, character but there yeah a lot of people in the 70s and stuff that seem to think that, that was the way to go and honestly honestly um if i were directing this I've I said to Chase earlier, if I was directing this, I'd flat out rewrite the ending because it's Shakespeare and I'm allowed to do that. <laughs> you can't stop me. Um, and and but one of the ways without like rewriting any text, one of the ways I want to play this scene specifically because when Valentine calls Proteus out, like, hey, uh, I just heard everything you said about everything that you've been doing. You piece of shit. You should be ashamed of yourself. How dare you? And then Proteus's next line is, I am ashamed of myself. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. And it bugs me that Valentine's next line is, oh, well, if you're sorry, of course I forgive you. But I think you can read that line, like, super sarcastically. Yeah, sure. Sorry. And it, yeah, and it, that's like, enough. Um, oh, then I am paid. Oh, if you're sorry, then of course everything's free. Fuck no, you just threatened to rape my girlfriend. Yeah. No. And if you play it that way, you still have to rewrite <laughs> a bit of the next two pages. But um, but that's what I want to do. I want to rewrite the play where where Proteus gets like taken away. Isn't it nice that it's like arrest this dude? He's horrible. Whatever you want. It's it? great. I can. I can do that. But I don't want Julia and Proteus to agree to get married at the end. I want Julia to kick him to the curb. I want Julia to... I want him to go back to Julia and be like, I think you're beautiful now. Please marry me. And I want her to go, fuck no. I want Julia to turn to speed and be like, you know what? That guy. That guy's the only one with sense. He's the better option. 
I'm picking him. What else we got? Um, my big question is why is this play not better known? I don't know. So how many times can you pull up your Oregon Shakespeare? Oh, Beth. Oh, it's already up. It's Good. already Good. up. How many? Like it's queued up like on my phone. Know the know the name. Know of the, the title. Play. Know the title, but couldn't tell you anything yes. about it. I actually um so I I a couple weeks ago uh we had some friends who needed a last minute actor insert for the this uh Shakespeare quarantine oh, yeah, program the, that the they've Saturday, been doing. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah on, on the Saturday morning. So I was I was able to go and I read uh Benedict in their um recording that they did for Much Ado. And I was talking when they were talking about like which one are we gonna do next? And I said I should uh be self serving and make you guys do the one I'm supposed to read for Shakespeare next so that I don't have to sit and read it. I can like listen to you perform it. They're like, well, which one is it? And I said, Two Gentlemen of Verona. I know nothing about it. And then, of course, the, cause, you know, Zan's in that chat and, and Kim's in that chat. And so immediately I start getting, is it about two gentlemen? Does it take place in Verona? Oh, you're so smart. Well, I didn't think a, of it that. Is about, it is about, I don't know if I'd call either of them gentlemen. But no, it doesn't take place in Verona. Next question. It does not take place in Verona. And I need to go back and tell them that. Actually, here's a twist, guys. It does not take place in Verona. The, the gentlemen. They are of Verona, but they leave. So now that Chase has brought me a microphone, nice man that he is, mm-hmm. I'm down for doing some Shakespeare over the internet. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll let them know because we were going to do... The one that they ended up picking was Mary Wives. Boo! And I was like, mm, why? Boo! Uh, Didn't they listen to the podcast? Boo! <laughs> Apparently not. Boo! Um, some of but them we have. we can't we haven't been able to get enough people to do it because we were supposed to do it last week and we couldn't and we were supposed to do it today and we couldn't. Um, so I think Poon has picked something is going to pick something different that's a little more well known because we might be able to get more people. Yeah, I'm down. Um, I got this already, right? But yeah, I'll. What I got the mic. I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't even need a mic when I did it. I just did my computer mic. Oh. Well, never mind. So, but yeah, problem, yeah. problem is, is if um, it's a Saturday afternoon, I'm straight out. But I might, honestly, I might go back to them now and go, hey, like, all kidding aside, due to Gentlemen of Verona, it's hilarious. It's And I'm fun. speed. Well, and this is actually one of the smallest casts. It is. It's it's not very many people for Shakespeare. Yeah, you it have is your, one of Shakespeare's smallest names. You have your casts. two couples, you have your two pages, you have a maid, you have. You got your two. Yeah. Antonio and Patonio. And that's Valentine, Proteus, it. Sylvia, Julia. The Duke and Churio. The Duke. And the three outlaws. Lucia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's not that many people in this one. Your question, Beth, about uh, Oregon Shakespeare Festival. They've done this one eight times. That's not bad. Most yeah. recently in 2014. So six years ago now. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's in the middle-ish. Other ones that they've done eight times are Richard II. <laughs> Boo. Um, Julius Caesar. Oh. So they've done this one as often as they've done Julius Caesar. Okay. okay. That's kind of surprising. 
some, and some Henry V and Henry IV one. Those are the ones that have all been done eight times. Well, I'm surprised. I'm yeah. I'm surprised that Henry V is still only eight times. Hmm, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> is it because it's a Henry? So many of them. How could you do them more than eight times? Check off your bingo sheet, friends. Because <laughs> Beth complaining about the it's Henry's true. is a it's, square at on this the bingo point, sheet. It's just kind of funny to do, because realistically, I liked the hollow crown. Um, it's just right. so many the ho- the hollow The hollow crown is good. There's a lot but of But honestly, Henry's. with with rewriting the ending slightly, I would put this probably in my top 10 or 15 of Shakespeare shows. I can't do a full ranking until I've read them all. Oh, I'm excited but, for that one. It's going to be a throwdown. <laughs> we better be able to be it's together. It's going to be such a throwdown. I will, it's going to be a whole episode. I'm bringing that whiteboard down in my car. <laughs> We're going to need it. Hey, oh, we're the the definitive. I'm gonna have to moderate that one. <laughs> you are episode. the defi- Yeah. So yeah, my whiteboard easel over here is gonna be necessary. We're never gonna come to a consensus. We're not. No, I look. I I'm working on a way that not not everybody's going to agree with the outcome, but it is going to be equitable and it will be fair. That's gonna work. Ryan and I Just have gotten everyone- along this far in our life without having to agree on anything and i think that's fine yeah of exactly course. no nobody's going to agree it's going to be a big compromise and everybody's going to be leave <laughs> kind of angry about it well, you know <laughs> kind of like the democratic nominee this so, year yeah so yeah. of the 37 <laughs> um, i'm guessing like top five we're gonna hate the order they came in and the bottom five we're gonna hate and the rest we're really like hey, yeah okay yeah that's, That's fine. Right. Yeah, no, and it, it is to simplify things. It's going to be a top five, bottom five. And King John is not going in the bottom five. That is not the worst. Fi- no. Not one of the worst five plates we've read. You can also now check that square off your bingo card. Did I really yeah, get that? Was that on there? The King John's not as bad as it. Oh. Well, no the the one the square on the bingo card is well. It's not the worst play we've it's not. read. <laughs> Well, King John is, uh, but no, I I really liked five. this one, and I I would put this in the top ten, top fifteen. Yeah. The problem with me doing my definitive ranking means that I'm going to have to actually go back and actually read the plays that I just kind of like pretended <laughs> I had read, because <laughs> there are definitely a few of those where I just sat there and was like, I'm going to let Beth and Ryan carry this one and like <laughs> chime in based right. on spark. I'm going to tell you right off the bat. If Anthony and Cleopatra is one of those that you skimmed, you're nodding your head yes. Go back and read it. It's getting a lot of votes from me. <laughs> but I didn't read it the first time, Beth. Read it now! <laughs> Tell you what. Um, but yeah. I'll read it to you. But, but I like I'll this one, and I think... So... Wait a second. Didn't we read... Wasn't Anthony and Cleopatra... Wasn't that also Easter... Eve that we read that Maybe. one might have been I don't know because that was that because that was almost exactly uh two years ago because that's the one we did right before I started at the bank is it and that we just we going, just crossed going, that two year anniversary I'm going to the files right now I have yeah, told people um, that that is a direct quote from Shakespeare and they're like what I'm like yeah I will make your teeth bleed is something that Cleopatra says this line to this line. In Shakespeare. Okay, so Those it, was the released, it was released uh, April 10th 
Yep. And that April, just means it was two years ago. It doesn't mean it was Easter Eve because April Easter doesn't stay 24th. the same. But depending on when Easter Time, every was year. in 2018. What it, yeah. The first but Sunday after the full tr- moon after the equinox. It's real easy, guys. Yeah. Yeah, it super is. simple. Super but simple. But no, Easter fell early that year. Because I remember uh, earlier that year. This is a pretty early uh, Easter because still. April Fool's yeah. Day was mm-hmm. Easter, so it is entirely yep. possible that way that we recorded uh, possibly the, the night before that. It's entirely anyway. possible we recorded on March third. Well, no, because because I remember because both Cassie and I forgot we were recording that night because it was my last day that's, working at the portrait studio. That's why I didn't and it, read it. Like oh. just. <laughs> Because so that Cassie was the night when Ryan's like, I'm on my way. And we're like, oh. Because Beth also forgot that right. day. I'm the only yeah. one that we were recording. Um, but yes. no, I didn't. I Full disclosure, I did not read Antony and Cleopatra. I read a summary out loud to Chase while we were cooking dinner. And I still, like, I honestly, this one I, I take a weird kind of twisted pride in. I've still never read Julius Caesar. Oh. Like really? I got, I got through high school. I've read that. One. I got through high school without having to read that one, and I still have it. In high school, I missed Julius. No, I didn't miss Julius Caesar. I was in Tech Week for something, so I didn't have time. I'll admit but that. Where, just remember, uh, where the Ides of March. I didn't. I, I know that, that much. It's today. So I didn't finish right. Measure for Measure. Didn't finish it. Not at all. Got most of the way through it. Oh, I had to read that I one for Shakespeare class. Let's we get back yeah. on track. Oh, did I, think, I? Yeah. I think when we recorded it, we <laughs> I, like, I finished that one. I didn't finish reading this. This is stupid. It was a dumb play. Was I've been there for Julius Caesar. Do. I don't remember. Be- I may not have even been there for Julius Caesar because I was in Tech Week for yeah, a show. I might not have been. I've read Julius Caesar a couple of times, and we've had people present it to the Lion Face board as a show they wanted to do, so I had to read it again. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I was a I'm major de- for like, like at seven this years, at this so. point at this point I'm like I'm 31 years old and somehow have never been required to read Julius Caesar and I don't want to break that streak <laughs> now. Like <laughs> so you're just going to stick with it for now. Well, why not? So, just stick bold, just I'm going to steer into it's it. It's not going to be it's not part of my top 5. <laughs> it's going to I'll just like stick it somewhere in the middle. It's fine. King John is definitely fine. bottom 5 though. Oh, I don't Okay, but we're not okay. That is not this podcast. Yeah, we are in no episode. way prepared for that. no. But but I think so. So to answer this question of why isn't this show better known? Because it's got a lot of things going for it. It's funny as hell. It's fairly straightforward in terms of plot. Like it's easy to follow. Right. The language is pretty straightforward and easy to follow. It doesn't have a big famous speech. It, Mm. No, so that might be part of it. That's, that's, that's but like, I'm listing things in its favor, um, and it's a small cast, so it's not a lot of people to to keep track of. So, with all of those things in its favor, like, why isn't this one? This would be a stage manager that gets performed more. Yeah, and I think a lot of it has to do with the ending. The ending is that people might read it and get to the ending and go, what? "That was lame." What was that ending? Yeah, everything else was great. And I think that might be part yeah. of it, but but I think it's interesting that this one isn't isn't better known of his shows because I think it's got a lot going for it. I feel it. like it's one of when people are listing off Shakespeare plays, I think it gets listed off before some of the other ones, but nobody's read it. 
And if they say they've read it, maybe they either did it for class yeah. or they were in it. Like, it's not. Yeah. No one's seeking this one out. Which is a shame. Because it's hilarious. It's got one of the best Shakespeare women I've read. Yeah. And it's got the best Shakespeare fool that I've read. This is so. And that was my Facebook status today while I was reading this play was I didn't expect my favorite, my all time favorite Shakespeare character to come out of two gentlemen of Verona. But here we are. Yep. I saw that. uh, I saw that (laughs) post. I am very definitely trying to think of what theater company to take this to to do it in Toledo. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I I, I'll do it. I want to. I will do this one with Horizon. I want to direct this play. I love it. I think it's fun. I think it's exactly what we It need. is fun. We're going to rewrite the okay. end. We'll do it at Summerstock, yeah. and no one will know that we rewrote the end. Nobody will have any It'll clue. It'll be like that. I, I guarantee so you. Confused. I guarantee you we can rewrite the end, not tell anybody, and nobody will come up to us at the performance and go... That wasn't Shakespeare's original. Did you ending. ever see the? I'll do it just because. Did you ever see the count? Of, you don't count. The Count of Monte Cristo movie, Cristo movie that came out. No. Count nope, of Monte Cristo. Cristo. Count of Monte Cristo. We're sticking with it. Look, I don't have to sober up, and I'm not gonna sober up. Yeah, we're gonna throw some. Why would you start now? Apparently. Okay, Monte so Cristo. There was a a movie that was made with Guy Pierce in it. Guy Pierce and Jim Caviezel. It's so good. And that's so not the way that book ends. <laughs> that oh, yeah. No, yeah. I love that. I love that book and, the and mo- I love that movie. The movie ending is so much better. The book ending, not so much. It's very d- definitely a Dumas kind of dimness there. And people die, which you don't yeah. think should die. Why not? Nobody knows. Yeah. Nobody knows. Well, my, yeah, that, my first encounter. And I love the book with that one. My first encounter with the Snow Queen fairy tale that Hans Christian Andersen wrote was uh, a Hallmark, a three-hour Hallmark movie adaptation of it with Bridget Fonda playing the Snow Queen. I didn't know that existed. And please, please understand that I genuinely love this movie. I also will sit here and tell you it is very bad. <laughs> I've watched it. It is It is a very bad movie. That's okay. The acting is ho- awful. Um, some of the story choices are bizarre. There is an ice skating talking polar bear in it at one point. Of course. It's not a good movie, but I genuinely, unironically adore it. And there, because there are some choices that they make to the story that are really smart that I thought were just like part of the original story. And then I went and read the fairy tale that was written and I was like, but wait a minute, wait. Where's this part? Where's this part? Where's this part? There's no polar bear? And those bear? were changes that were made for the movie. The, the ice skating polar bear was not one of the things I was like, wait, Hans Christian <gasps> Anderson didn't write that? Mm-hmm. I figured that one out on my own <laughs> <laughs> watching it. But um, There's not often I can say, rewrite the words of Shakespeare and it's going to be fine. At this point, you don't have to rewrite much. No, it's it's... Yeah. Like literally, just a couple tweaks. Get, have Valentine have Valentine be super sarcastic in that one line. Have Proteus give his speech to Julia. Have Julia kick his ass, and then have Valentine go ar- arrest this man because he's a horrible piece of shit. You can't spell Proteus without piece of shit. And then let's go get married, me and Sylvia and uh, Julia. You can come 
marry my servant over here. He's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? What else we got? Um, those are all the the pins that I wrote specific to this. So we talked about agency of women. So we've also got uh, language to touch on. Anything strange in the language? I didn't really notice. There wasn't any. There wasn't anything strange. It's the pretty typical uh, verse prose divide between class. Yeah, there, there there weren't any any strangeness that jumped out to me as far as like weird. The there was one in verse when they shouldn't be. Or... The there was one point where Lucetta went into rhyme. But it was specifically when Julia was asking about, like, what do you think of all of these lovers who have come to flirt with me? I and she would ask, and then Lucetta would answer in rhyme, and so it was very much like the playful lover yeah, it was pattern weird. It, it of was with of her rhyme. A bit, yeah. So that was that felt deliberate. So there is a and purpose. The scene with just Speed and Lance. There's some dipping into French in Italian, which is a little weird for two servants to be bantering about in different languages well i fully believe italy. speed could do it y- yes they're in italy but think okay then think about if everything was in italian dipping into russian or russian and finnish it doesn't matter they're speaking in three different languages in the scene which is a little strange but that is speed just kind of like showing off that he's got some smarts to him that was really the only thing that struck he out does. to me. He's the second smartest person in the whole play. Behind Sylvia. Yes. Behind Sylvia. Um, what else? But yeah, so language, there wasn't a whole lot. I I can't remember. What's our third perma pin? I'm um, a, it's not in front oh, of me, so it's I out of my head. I remember what our last perma pin is. It's the Shakespeare. What is it? Theatrical Shakespeare's universe. universe. No, it's not. Yes, it is. <laughs> No, it's not. No. Incorrect. I mean, we can still, we can definitely talk about that and should. But Agency of but Women, what, language. I will check. And what play are we doing? <laughs> Sylvie and Jules. Um, oh, adaptations. Adaptations. Oh. Of course. I, normally, I look heavily I into this. And I didn't look at all. I didn't. Uh, let me see what Norton says. Because Norton usually gives me a list at the beginning. What's that dinging noise? There was a film in 1983 by the BBC. And they've listed Shakespeare in love. Includes scenes and speeches from the two gentlemen of Verona as examples of Shakespeare's early success with comedy and love lyric. I'm going to have to rewatch and look out for those. There's a 2017. Well, that's after my Norton was published. Yeah. I do not know of any YA adaptations of this one, though I'm going to make one. I'm going to write one. It's going to be called Sylvia and Jules. That's where I'm putting that title in. I'm for it. Um, I don't think there's any web series. Yeah, there's there's straight adaptations of it, which is fine, but I don't I can't think of any interesting adaptations. Mm-mm. So the only thing then now can we talk about the Shakespeare theatrical universe? Yes, let's talk about the Shakespeare well, theatrical already, universe. We to, largely already did. We've touched on it a yeah. lot. Um 
And if we have to but save no, the, time, the... we can skip it. We're still under an hour. But this is the hub stone. So we can devote. Like, if you're looking for that key. This is the linchpin. Oh, yeah. The bridge. This is the key. Yeah, it's this play. Yeah, it's the keystone. So. Because there's so much. There's, there's. You've got the Friar Lawrence reference. We're in Milan and Mantua and Verona. The location is there. There's a forest. (laughs) And you can put. You can hide so many Shakespeare characters in a forest. In fact. (laughs) Most you of them all are. in that woods. There's probably a magic baby stop the top in there. Of this thing. You can fit so many Shakespeare characters. The next, this thing. the next great musical is going to be Into the Woods, but for Shakespeare characters. <laughs> um, into the forest, into Arden, into, into Arden. Arden. Yeah, I'll pitch it to Stephen Sondheim next time you see him. Um, yeah, next time I see him, just not Weber. Yeah, God no. Hey Chase, God, a Weber. we're doing these. We're doing. Cats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're doing yeah. these remote drama clubs with my kids right now, and uh, we're having to limit, obviously, with what we watch to what's either available on YouTube or what is being offered for free on streaming sites. Yeah. And so Chase, at one point, he goes, "Andrew Lloyd Webber is releasing his entire catalog." And I said, these children have been through enough. I am not doing that to them. <laughs> no PTSD from, hey, there is Weber that I like. No Weber. No Weber. You have to know it, Weber though. is hot if garbage. If you're going to be a theater kid, you got to know it. You can know that it's hot garbage. He's consistent in it. one thing. Everything he writes is awesome. Fine. To be a theater kid. To be a musical theater kid, you got to know it. <laughs> yeah, but that's not what you said. You said to be a theater kid. Look, living in bad. Even to be a theater kid, I I actually. If you know one musical theater thing as a theater kid, it needs to be that Weber is garbage. It's my my biggest pet peeve about uh, what people consider theater kids is everyone considers musical theater kids like everything's like oh rent and all this crap, and I'm like, "Um, no, I'm a theater kid that hates fucking musical. Look, I started college after Rent came out. And lived in the musical theater dorm. Well, it was no musical theater dorm. It was just musical kids. Musical department kids. I have PTSD from Rent. Speaking of uh, musicals, just really briefly, because you and I can have our own conversation about it. Beth, did you watch I didn't get a chance The to. Pride and Prejudice? So my children aren't going... Ugh. Michael is refusing sleep. So I was going to watch the 10 o'clock... Mm-hmm. And I was super excited. He did not go to bed till 1030. Like, he laid there and fought sleep and argued with me. They're doing a couple encores, so check, check the email. Because I thought the other encore was today at, like, 7 a.m. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, there's, a, there's a new musical that just streamed yesterday that's a musical adaptation of Pride and Prejudice. Choices were made. I want to see it. Choices so bad. were made. <laughs> I don't want to color your opinions at all, but I did take notes, extensive notes. I'm obsessed with And I, I look forward to comparing so them. I have found that since the quarantine, I have become obsessed with some of some of the Broadway musicals that are out right now that I don't have any chance, period, of seeing even without the quarantine. But I have been right. streaming six like crazy. I am. If you get a chance, um, they just released the soundtrack for the West End's production of Prince oh, of Egypt, the stage musical. 
It's so good. Yeah, the adaptation of it is the so good. late 90s, early 2000s animated feature of the same name. It is. I have literally not sought out musical theater in, I don't know, Ryan, 20 years, probably. I don't know. I've, I don't, I don't know. It's I've been a, like, I'll go, I'll go see a musical theater, but I don't. I'll send you some suggestions, Beth, but let's. This is it's not, not about Shakespeare. This is not so about let's, Shakespeare. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, no, but we were we were touching on the <laughs> disagree. We were talking about the Shakespeare theatrical universe and how this show kind of is the it linchpin is. that's tying it all together and giving us really the like the fodder that maybe wasn't necessary to like further like propel our conspiracy theory. They're all it's connected. A dissertation in the works. Um, it is. And I feel like now with this play, having read this play, I really do need to start making my yarn and string and, and push pin board. Yeah. Yeah. No and kidding. like put this like right at the center yes. and start I wanted, like I tying everything like a, I to. I want it to look like a murder board. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it will. The Evidence Dungeon. Uh, Can we use layer. some Patreon funds to buy me a giant cork board? <laughs> I mean, please, yeah. Dad. Can we awesome. ask yeah. for school supplies? <laughs> money please money, money please. please so okay but no I mean honestly like wrap up takeaway I, I enjoyed this play so much more than I thought I was going to I did to. as well I sat down I really liked I sat it I down to read it yesterday <laughs> while I was at work um cause I was bored cause I don't let anybody in and mm-hmm. I was cranky and lamenting it and maybe because I was so cranky and I really didn't want anything to do with it. I just loved it so much more. Yeah, it's, and I it's, like it's I read honestly... the synopsis. God, uh, I read the synopsis before I read the play, and after reading the synopsis, I was like, "Ugh, this sounds awful. I'm gonna hate this Proteus guy. This is gonna be a drag. It's gonna be measure for measure again, and I'm gonna be angry the whole the time." Synopsis does, and then I like no got into it. Yeah, I got into it and I was like, this play is great. Like, I started. Yeah, the synopsis does this no favors. No, I it doesn't. I always write notes as I'm reading along with it so that I know what I read when I go back to it. And mm-hmm. I believe one of the first things was, like, I got to the scene, the second scene, where Julia's talking to her maid, and it's just, my notes are like, Julia has no idea what's going on. Oh my God, this is like watching a YA book. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm pretty sure I just watched this and, uh, that, kissing booth or whatever movie i just watched like it sylvie and jules Jules. why a novel coming soon it's gonna be to bookstores near you as soon as i read it dollar idea um make sure you get the licensing yes absolutely so (laughs) but no this i think is a hidden gem honestly like if you for those listening if you are looking for a shakespeare to read this is the one like you could do a lot worse this than one picking this one up. It was actually good on the it was, page. It was actually really good. Yeah, on the page to read. Perform. And it's not that heavy Mm-mm. battles and 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 these and those. Everything's those. a little it's... bit ridiculous and nothing matters. Like even when the stakes are high, like Sylvia's being locked in a tower by her father, it's not like he's threatening to no. kill her. She's got everything she it's needs. Just, she's going to has to use a rope ladder just... to see her boyfriend. It's just to keep her boyfriend away. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that wraps this one up. Sylvia, Sylvia, yeah, let down your hair. <laughs> S- 
No, that's it's no, more like Valentine. Valentine. How about a ladder, like Valentine? How about a valent? How about a letter? Yeah. Valentine, Valentine. How is he going to get it up to her, anyways? That's my question. It's like, why does he have the rope ladder? Is he going to shoot an arrow no, up gonna, there no, with the rope ladder grappling hook? He's going to sneak it inside. I think inside. she's not locked in during the day. I think she's only locked yeah, in at night. Yeah, that's why he's going to wear his big cloak. He's going to sneak it inside. Mm. She's going to go Valentine, So I think he was going to go visit her. Your cloak. And he's going <laughs> to pull out his rope. Why ladder. doesn't he just so keep I it in his... No, the, the more I think about it, the more I think about it, the more I feel like the rope ladder was definitely all Valentine's plan. <laughs> and if he'd like run it by Sylvia, like even for a second, she'd have gone, honey, honey, I love you. You're it, cute. It, one um, of those, like, why don't just, you let me like, handle Why don't this? I just wait till my dad's asleep and I'll take the stairs? <laughs> How about that? No? It'll probably be the less dangerous <laughs> than climbing down the outside. Oh, the Valentine's a dumb dumb, but we love him. All right. I think we oh, have probably. frozen now. Oh, yeah. Oh. oh. Yeah. I'm frozen. I like being frozen. Back. Am I back? All right. Well, yeah, I think we might. I think we've tested the internet You're back. gods. You're back. Oh, You're back. You're I'm back. unstable. I'm unstable. Yep. She's unstable. <laughs> That's what All it right. tells me. All right. All right. We should probably right. take this in for but a But this is great. This was Shakespeare podcast talking about two gentlemen over I'm Beth Roars. I'm Ryan Haffel. I'm Cassie Greenlee. I'm Chase Greenlee. Say goodnight, John Boy. Oh. And, uh, yeah. Goodnight, John Boy. Goodnight, John Boy. Goodnight, John Boy. We're going to have some weird audio at the beginning it's of true. this It's true. Most people People will understand. People will understand. Yep. No, we're all in, the, we're all in this together. Quarantine. We're all, no. No. Oh, no. Shut it down. I almost sang High School Music. All in this together. <laughs> This has been a Ghostlight Media production.